0: Another one buys the
1: dust Another one buys the dust And another one gone, and another one gone Another one buys the dust, Hey, hey we're gonna get to do. Another one buys the
0: dust Good evening and welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football Everyone's favourite and everyone's only Korean football podcast I'm joined as always by Paul who's sporting a rather nifty kind of Christmas jumper today, kind of red and white stripe number. It's a Starsky and Hutch jumper. Starsky and Hutch, it looks like the Aberdeen away top of Was 1972.
1: It... Is yeah. that because you're missing Stevie so much? At Christmas, you, you always start to think of absent friends and etc, etc. So when you go back and see him, make sure you give him a punch from me.
0: I will do. Actually, at Christmas time, I to think about where's my next beer coming from. But anyway... Um, so. The intro music for today was an R1 Bites of Dust, uh, because it could have also been the funeral march, but we went with an R1 Bites of Dust, due to the fact that today's unfortunate news uh, is that Soul Martyrs will no longer be competing, did they ever compete? Anyway, will no longer be appearing in the K3. Yep. Uh, the council, or whoever owns them, whatever, has decided not to register them for next season.
1: Does that mean we should uh, change the name of the podcast to 47 Shades of Football?
0: I think we to 48 Shades of Shite. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Although there are rumours that one or two new clubs might be starting, and there's also rumours that Kangwon or Gyeongnam might not see next mm. season either. So
0: Gangwon could be, I think they're they're face up next week, I think.
1: So should we leave it as 48 Shades of Football for the moment, and then come the start of the season we'll see. Who we've gotten. And, and who's left Yeah.
0: hopefully we can get shot of FC Seoul and make it a happy podcast again <laughs> but yeah so no more Soul Martyrs so for anyone who who enjoyed those trips to Mira uh, you are go to, or sorry Mia you would have to defend a girl called Mia instead who will probably be quite as tough to watch probably won't score as much with
1: her than you would against the Martyrs
0: that's a fair point that's a fair point I think man, as, a, as, a, as a Martyrs fan you'll probably score more but anyway yeah <laughs> So, yeah, so no more martyrs.
1: Okay. By the way, I must say that, given that you're in the UK at the moment, your voice is coming through very l- loud and clear. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's
0: the, the wonders of Skype. So, first up, we're going to have a look at a very interesting article, which was basically the key league this year has been uh, compelling stats about all the players. And they've come up with some, well, I guess they think that I'm using uh, awards that we obviously have our own version which has been in Group Magazine this month and will be in Group Magazine again next month but Paul you said that the K-League had
1: their own yeah so they're not exactly <coughs> alternative awards they're, they're, they're very straightforward awards but they've tried to come up with amusing names for them so we'll, we'll go through them and see what these, these are the players that have stood out for, from the K-League statistics point of view so I'm mm-hmm. sure Miroslav will be very interested to Hear about this.
0: Is there a Shabu Shabu award for getting absolutely ripped off at lunch?
1: <laughs> I don't know, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? <laughs> okay. So the first award is the Zavi, the Xavi Hernandez award, which I guess is the Spanish midfielder
0: yeah, pass so, maestro. Okay, so for the most passes, the pass completion rate?
1: Yeah, so yeah, it's basically to do with superior passing in the K League. Who do you think that would have gone to? For superior passing, my money's
0: going to be on Songnam.
1: It's gone to a player, not a team. My mind's
0: gonna be on Song Nam. It's gone to a player, not a team. Song Nam, who's he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in that case I'm gonna go for the man with the best song in the K-League. Kim, do John, ole, ole, Ole. and you'd be wrong. Of course I'd be wrong because Song Nam don't make any more than two passes in a row without losing the ball.
1: No, the actual part, the actual best passer in the K League was Osmar last year.
0: No way! So best passer i ever present.
1: The stats are he <laughs> <laughs> passed. <laughs> <Kelby. laughs> he attempted 2,629 passes. He completed 2,164 for a com- pass completion rate of 82.
0: That's. I mean, that's what happens when you keep passing back. Uh, I mean, that, that, that's what happens when you have no creativity and you keep looking for Chad <laughs>
1: so of those passes about 900 of them were forward passes which means the other uh, one and a half thousand were, we're back side or backward <laughs> fantastic what's quite interesting is that I know it's a little bit uh, of a
0: tangent but when there was a game between Celtic and Rangers uh, in the Scottish Cup uh, finished two each it was El Hadjid's debut it was at Ibrox Celtic uh, went down to ten men the goalkeeper was sent off in that game Alone in that game, Ki Sung-Yong made 96 passes, yeah. which was more passes than the whole Rangers team put together. So, yeah, that's it. Really, <laughs>
1: that's all I have to say about Ki sung young So the the, sec- the the player with the second highest number of passes was Sun Jun-ho of Pohang, who was okay. in my best eleven team, and he made 2,186 passes. Interesting. So, so, uh, actually, it says. Osmar's pass completion rate of 82% was actually fourth in the K League, but he made so he made like a thousand more passes than any okay. of the, the three players that finished above him with, which were interestingly enough that the three players with the highest pass completion rate was Ang sang Hyun and Kim Jong-guk of Taegon and Cho Soo-chol of Incheon. Okay, um, who so we all have heard of often. Yeah. So. But his forward pass rate, or his forward pass number of 900, was the highest in the K-League, so... it's pretty incredible. Okay. Award number two? The Robert Downey Jr. Prize.
0: Yeah. Was that for the man who can drink as much beer and take as much cocaine on the pitch as possible?
1: I think, it, I think it's uh, referring to Robert Downey Jr.'s appearances in Iron Man, or as, as the Iron Man. In, in the film Iron Man because there's another guy who's played Iron Man that's made more appearances than Robbie Downey Jr I guess uh, what's it said so little, 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 little. basically as Iron Man he's in, invincible right so well, y- who, who, yeah who do you think might have won this prize
0: well my money is going to be on Kim Dojan because <laughs> he can last 60 minutes in a game which is probably 52 minutes more than he can last in bed um, <laughs> Uh, that has obviously got to go to Osmar
1: Yeah uh, Over the course of the season he played Every minute of every of the 38k league matches He also played Seven times in the Champions League and three times in the FA Cup
0: Interestingly he played three times in the FA Cup Which is the same number of games that Quang Yijou played in the FA Cup
1: <laughs> but he,
0: So yeah, I guess he didn't make You know the appearances Into the latter stages is, is my point Because they uh, saw them crashed out in the
1: last What in the quarterfinals 48, 90-minute games in season is pretty impressive, isn't it? It's pretty incredible. OK, next award is the MSN award. Yeah, so the MSN stands for Messi, Suarez and Neymar. Oh, my God, they really are kind of having a Barcelona <laughs> love in, aren't they, really? So it's going for the teams with, like, a, a triple strike force, I guess, or the most effective triple strike force. So you want to you make a pick? Well if it's a triple strike force that's got to be let me think uh, it's not
0: actually so uh, triple strike force it got to be John Book
1: So they've got the, they've actually split into two categories firstly for just all outright goals so the, the team with three three strikers who've contributed a lot of goals and then for what they call attacking points right? so goals and assists combined
0: So uh, yeah so you could imagine for outright goals John Book because Eddie scored quite a few before he left obviously he's done good was like maybe fourth or fifth top goal scorer yeah. um, and I guess Leonardo generally knocks, knocks in a few of course the season yeah. I guess maybe Olsen would have been up there as well because I guess they'd like the bookie. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I can't really yeah. think of
1: who else pairs the wookie. Um. So well, let's uh, open the, the envelope and see what the results are
0: Ah wow I was amazingly right you would think it was on a screen that I was reading straight from it <laughs> uh, it was John Book with 34 goals 13 by, by the Dong, uh, 11 by the, the Ed. Ed, and 10 by the Leo. Second place. Second place was John Hamm. I guess that makes sense, like because uh, like, Orsett's knocked in
1: a few, I guess. And Steve, who's always good for a few penalties on headers. Steve, yeah. And Lee
0: uh,
1: Ho, who's Yijong-ho. potentially getting a big money move to John Book. Mm-hmm.
0: And third place, yeah, I was right again. Uh, third place, O oh Obviously the rookie, 18 goals, um, and yeah, a few other players
1: pitched in. Yang Dong Hyun eight and Koba six, but the the, the ratio there is a bit off, isn't it? compared Yeah. To? And I then guess I mean Koba six is not bad considering the fact he didn't play until after after the summer. Yeah. And then in terms of goals and assists combined, you want to you think it'll be the same teams or? Uh,
0: looking at it, probably imagine if you're looking at assists, Sue one's got to be in there somewhere with Young. Uh probably maybe Jeju with Yun Bikaram who got his big money
1: moved to China. Yeah, so top of this top of the combined attacking points was Suwon, with forty nine. So twenty-five I guess it's just I don't know whether they treat goals and assists equally, whether they're both worth one point, but well I assume they are. So twenty five attacking points for Yon, thirteen for Santos, eleven for Chongde Say. Second place... That just shows two. you how much John to say really contributed before he buggered off to Japan, yeah? Yeah. Uh, second place, Jeju with 47. So Lopez got 22, Yimbit 13, and Song jin 12. At that point, I have to say, they must include goals as well as well as assess
0: because Lopez hasn't had 22 of anything this season. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from maybe 22
1: headaches. I guess it's whether they're equally weighted. 22 girls' four numbers on the Jeju Hoffs. I have really no idea and then third place Chun Nam Orsha 16 so he obviously got 7 assists in addition to his 9 goals Yi Jong Ho 15 so he obviously got 3 assists in addition to his 12 goals and then steve 15
0: oh, in that case I'm going to say
1: it's different it's, it's
0: separate then because I think Orsha's did more than assist 7 times over the course of a season I mean, he, 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 he always seemed to either be scoring or be creating the goal. So ah. I'm going to assume that they're separate points.
1: And then in the challenge, who do you think, or which team you think had the most? was the most attack-minded team? Soiland. You'd be right there. 45 goals, 22 assists from their three key players, being Jumingu, Tarabai and Kim ji Yeah. No, not really a surprise there, yeah. The next award is the Songgang Ho Award for, I guess Songgang Song Ho must be an actor who's renowned for playing gangsters or... Okay. So basically this is about who's done the most fouls. Okay. Uh, firstly, I think over the course of the season, you and I both have consistently thought that Puang and Incheon are probably the dirtiest sides, right? I
0: would say so, yeah, definitely Incheon, definitely Incheon.
1: So you've got a player in mind
0: Or should we just say That it's going to be Someone from those teams (coughs) For me I just think It seems to be a collective With Incheon It seems to be Almost every single player So I don't really have A particular player in mind But I'm going to say
1: Yeah definitely someone From Incheon Should be up there I guess now that Kim Namiel's retired They don't have a specific Midfield enforcer right But It it does seem to me Every time I watch Those two teams That they seem to be It's Part of their their Strategy for playing Is just to disrupt The other team By niggly niggly fouls
0: Yeah I mean Kevin seems To get a lot of Fouls Against him as well Whether he's a particularly Negative player or not I don't really know But I think maybe He just kind of stands out In that team But uh, He does seem to get A lot of fouls against him
1: uh, So If we look at the award Son Jun Ho Of Pohang Was the, the The top guy He committed 87 fouls Over the course of the season At an average of Two and a half a game That's pretty high And then Kim Won Of Incheon 83 at Two point seven fouls per game, and then Kevin seventy five fouls at two point one fouls per game. So basically, Kim Wonshik is the dirtiest player because he had two point six eight. Yeah,
0: but the Pohang player committed more fouls. Yeah,
1: and then given that Kim Wonshik and Kevin both playing for on they're basically the dirtiest Kim. team, right? Yeah, it confirms that's fine. And then challenge. Um, I don't really know. I would be
0: taking a stab here if I said, and you. Who was a dirty team in the challenge out of all the teams I've watched? Uh, probably Buchan, but uh, Anyang. Uh, I don't really know. I don't really watch enough challenge games to be able to comment on who
1: commits the most fouls mm. So according to the stats, it's uh Kong Minion of Puchon. Oh, okay. Jonathan of Taegu Really? Taraby of Eland. Surprised at Jonathan. To be honest. I mean Strikers commit a a lot of fouls I guess when they say when they say fouls maybe they're including things like free kicks given for diving or challenges on the goalkeeper I guess Ch- challenges on the goalie yeah okay. challenging you often see fouls given against strikers when they yeah, challenging with the goalie or challenging the defender backing into the defenders that kind of thing so but yeah I mean Jonathan and Tarabay it's seems a bit strange I mean, maybe I'm okay I, I guess it's an interesting comparison between the, cha- the challenge and the classic right in the, in the way that move on to the next one okay the Claude McAlealy prize is that for having a massive knob (laughs) it's for being long in the shower (laughs) yeah Uh, no this is actually for tackling so the best tackler which is basically what we said right
0: (laughs) we said the best tackle
1: (laughs) Uh, you want to take a guess
0: Uh, um my money's going to be on the piranha <laughs> are we still on the tackle here or are we on the foul line? So, who's going to do the, t- sorry, the most tackles? Most tackles. But it has to be Osmar. 38 games, defensive midfielder. Surely it's Osmar. Oh no, wait a minute. It's not Osmar because that's how he managed to get through every game without getting a red card because he actually never tackles anyone. Uh,
1: no. It must uh, be Osmar. It's not. He's number two. Okay. 128 tackles over the course of the season. <laughs> uh, in third, EJ's on 117 tackles. Uh, in first with a massive 143 tackles was Ju Sejong of Busan, who uh, I can't say I've ever heard of, but. I can't say I have either. But it would make sense that it would be a defender from one of the teams that was doing poorly, right? Uh, would it? Surely
0: you didn't Well, I mean, are they successful tackles or are they just tackles? They're, they're tackling attempts, actually. Tackling attempts, okay, then that case, then, yeah. So it would I, I mean, if it were successful tackles, you would say no, because he didn't do a, a very good job of defending,
1: did he? Yeah, but you, you, in, intuitively you'd say that one of the teams at the bottom would have more attacks against each game, so yeah. their players would be attempting to tackle.
0: OK. So obviously that means that if you go to the class, uh, the challenge, then it, was, it must have obviously been someone from Gyeongnam, someone from
1: Cheongju. Uh Yeah, uh, the number one tackler there was Awesome Bomb of Chungju, who was being ambitious. He was being ambitious indeed. 110 tackles over the season. The next award is the Clint Eastwood Prize. What do you think that's for? Uh,
0: making making the fans' day.
1: Come <laughs> <a>, on, punk. <laughs> make my
0: day. Uh, for asking, do you feel lucky today?
1: I have no idea. It's about... Uh, conversion rate, shots to goals. <laughs> Clint Eastwood was famous for shooting goals, what? I guess, I guess for shooting quick, people i guess, quick draw,
0: well, I, guess well, I guess he was famous for like I know what you're thinking, is that does that gun kind have of five shots or six? Okay, yeah, okay. I, I yeah, I think I prefer ever ever awards. But okay, so the Clint Eastwood award. Uh, so it's the number of shots to goal? Yeah. Shot to goal or yeah, shot to goal ratio. Um so basically who's the most accurate? Yep. Chong Tse moving my stab in the dark no I tell you it's not it's not Wang Jo. <laughs> 6 chances for 1 goal that's, that's not really come accurate Chief uh,
1: should we go to reverse order in 3rd place Kim Ho Nam of Kwangju 40 shots 8 goals 20% accuracy 2nd place Edu 51 shots 11 goals 21.5% accuracy. That's interesting. In first place, Yunjite of Seoul. 36 shots, 9 goals, 25% accuracy. I guess you got four against Suwon, yeah? Yeah. So, eff- effectively, he's the most, most effective striker in the K League. So much to tell Che. <laughs> in the challenge...
0: Okay, the, I'm going to get a stab in the, in the challenge. It's not going to be Jiming because I think he probably shoots more often than anyone else.
1: He takes risky shots, doesn't he? Yeah, so right? I'm
0: going to say it's probably no one from, from, from Eland, because they shoot from everywhere. So probably someone... It's not the Piranha either, even though he's, he's the Buchan's top goal scorer. Um, I'm going to get a stab at someone from
1: Anyang or, or Goyang. Okay. In third place, Jumin 111 shots 23 goals Accuracy of 20.7% It was 111 shots 100 of them came In the first half of the season In second place Kuo Gyeong Min Who had 77 shots And scored 16 goals Besser yeah For Yeah uh, Another accuracy rate Of 20.8% uh, In first place Was Stevie's best bud suk Ah homework 90 shots 19 goals For an accuracy rate Of 23.75% it's interesting how many more shots the the, the yeah. strikers have had. I mean, 111 shots for Jumangu. That's insane. Although, I guess, of the three players in the Classic, right, Yoon was mostly a super slob. Yeah. Edo only played half the season. Half the season, for And point. Kim Ho of Gwangju. We know nothing about it. Yeah. But, I guess, yeah if you if you, extra, if you extrapolate Edu out for the whole season he it probably would be around yeah. Uh, yeah with 22 goals which would have made him top goal scorer but would still have given him the, the same accuracy rate
0: yeah well if you do it that way yeah. So yeah. you to imagine he would have pipped the rookie alright the next
1: prize is the David Beckham award for free kick specialist yeah uh, yeah so goals from free kicks only one, one of this uh, Young Ki-hun is that your final answer Don't want to call a friend.
0: Free kick specialist Yom. He's the only one I can think of that even scores free kicks. Oh no 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 no! There's the the judge. No, the guy from Dejan who joined the Brazilian who joined mid-season. He pitched him up with a couple
1: of free kicks, I think. Uh, okay, no idea who that is. Maybe Wanderson, maybe. You mean the central defender? Yeah, but I think takes... yeah. yeah. What about your man Jeparov? He scored a couple. of... He does, but I don't think he. he,
0: I don't think he was really playing that frequently, or actually doing that
1: well for Old But yeah, you would say Jeparov would have been up there probably. So you think if he'd played ninety minutes of every game, he'd have scored like Yom. He'd have have been up there. But all right, let's open the envelope and see what happens. We've got a three-way tie. Oh wow! Between
0: Jeparov. Je-p-ra-p- of Osan, Orsitz, of Jon-am, and yeah, Yom of on.
1: Which I think gives the moral victory to Jeppurapu, I right?
0: Yeah, because he played the, less, yeah, the he least played out less. of those three. So. But the problem with Jeppurapu is that his free kicks were, were all the exact same. He scored the same free kick three times.
1: <laughs> okay, and then for crossing. So this is the second part of this prize is for a uh, successful crossing rate. Again, my money goes on. Molina? My money goes on. Uh, Molina? Molina. Molina
0: can't cross for sure. Molina can't cross himself at church.
1: <laughs> Molina can't cross <laughs> 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 the road. Yeah. With a chicken. Unless he's playing Suwon. Okay. Uh, in third place. Leonardo? Of Chumbuk. 98 crossing attempts with a success rate of 27%. Which is. Is that good or bad? I don't know. That, that seems really low Second place Kim Sung of Pohang Or ex-Pohang
0: Ex-Pohang, now uh, uh, you back up to Chinese team uh,
1: The North Korean Chinese-Korean team, isn't it? Yeah uh, 70 crosses uh, Success rate of 28.6% So In first place, obviously Yon. Yon, The Yon. Uh 130 attempts So quite a bit more than the other two uh, and a success rate of thirty point eight percent.
0: Yeah, no, that's about right. He was a, he had a fantastic start of the season, definitely.
1: So, and that concludes the uh, the prize giving ceremony for K-League Data.
0: Okay. Uh, one piece of advice I would have to, to the K-League, uh, try and come up with better names next time.
1: <laughs> they obviously don't have the same uh, level of humour that we do. So yeah. If you want to, if you want to read some better awards, go to Groove Magazine. December and January issue and you can find out our alternative K League Awards and I assume we'll put them up online at some point. When Liam gives us the, the go ahead.
0: It should be noted that if you do actually go and buy so not, not, not buy, if you do actually go and get Group Magazine or look on, online, please remember the camera
1: adds ten pounds. How many cameras are on you?
0: Uh although Stevie has that fucking fan in real life, but for me the camera adds ten pounds. <laughs>
1: Apparently, it takes £10 off me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason why Stevie looks like a jolly fellow, let say, uh, in that video is he was about 14 beers in and Bond's chicken off, all of which were bought by my 36,001.
1: <laughs>
0: so that concludes part one of the podcast, uh, the looking at the Key League's alternative awards. I guess part two, Paul, we're going to have a look at the transfer success stories of the people who, of the players who left Korea during the season. Ends and outs. So, those who left Korea, I guess people want to know how they did, and those who came in as well, we'll look and see how successful they were. Obviously, we want to know if Jong Tae Se took his Jong with him to, to Japan. We want to know like, if Enino uh, was able to apologise to another set of fans for being crap. And uh, we want to know about Edu. Was he successful, or was it much Edu about nothing?
1: And then, of course, all those Brazilians that we slated back in the uh, episode, the podcast, the transfer special back in end of July, beginning yep. of July. Beginning of July. Yep. So, but did did any fans go nuts about them? <laughs> did they do any good, or were they completely crackers? Yep. Uh, where should we start? But I guess probably the biggest one was uh, Jong. Chong. Chong. Chong, who left Suwon and went to... J-3, J-2 So we've done all the hard work Trolled through all the statistics To find out how these players have done In the second half of the season So you don't have to Uh, He went to Shimizu S-Pulse in the J-1 He played He started 11 times and came off the bench twice For a total of 1,000 minutes of football And he scored 4 goals That's not a
0: bad return I guess One one for two
1: Unfortunately Shimizu got relegated So he'll be playing in J-2 next year
0: OK, I did see that he, he has renewed his contract. I guess maybe there was some term in his contract that if they got relegated he could,
1: he could leave or go somewhere else. But he has signed a, a new three-year contract. They are one of the original uh, J-League founding teams and it's the first time they've ever been relegated. So but we're sure that has nothing to do with John. OK, the other, thing, the other player who left uh, Suwon over the summer was Leo who went to Jiangxi Liansheng in China. That was easy for you to say. Uh, he played 13 games. He scored twice. And he also got relegated. So
0: so I guess what we can say is that if you if you leave Suwon, he'll slap it into you.
1: Yeah.
0: The thing was that I was tipping Liu would be a success. Up until we left.
1: Two goals in 13 games in the... In the Chinese second league
0: It's not really good
1: But he did He was a success at Siobhan Who are not a bad team uh, He'll probably move on though won't he? He's not going to play in the Chinese third division is he? Well, how are you giving thoughts so on Right uh, off Of Suwon's transfers in They signed one guy from Pohang on loan A striker who played six times And got two goals uh, he played a couple of games in August and September, and then uh, then disappeared for the rest of the season. So, not particularly inspiring signing. And then they signed that was it the Bulgarian guy?
0: Yeah, you can imagine Yeah.
1: He played. He started six times, no goals. So again, not particularly inspiring. I think, don't think he's particularly popular with the 1 fans, is he? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't really know any 1 fans. <laughs> to be yeah. honest deliberately right yes and I want to keep it that way yes
0: definitely ok
1: where do you want to head next
0: uh, let's head to the Champions John book see how uh,
1: Edu and Anino got on and obviously my favourite player Iguano so Anino he left of his own accord right went back to Brazil
0: yeah he said he wanted to apologise for being an absolute flop and he was
1: really he, he, he apologised the only way Brazilian can by leaving. He joined a team called Ciara, or I'm not sure, my Portuguese isn't great, so I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but C E A R A, who play in the Brazilian second division. He got, he played one game coming off the bench, played 13 minutes, and not played again since. So he so was a success. So the Brazilian league's still going on at the moment, and I think they've played maybe 15 games, and he's played 13 minutes of those. Wow. Interestingly enough, that team is the team where Rafael Costa, Sol's Floppy Brazilian, now playing.
0: When may call him Floppy, but you really mean is fat, right? <laughs>
1: Edu, he went to Truculent. a... <laughs> corpulent. Corpulent. <laughs> Edu went to a team in the Chinese second division, didn't he?
0: He did, yeah. I think he... I'm not sure, but I know you've done the, the research. I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say he was successful.
1: Uh, yep, yeah, he played 15 games He scored 12 goals yep. And he led the team to promotion So they'll be in the Chinese Super League next year Not surprised at that He, he is a class act um, Really,
0: really surprised that John Book let him
1: go Book also sent a guy to Songnam, right? Uh, a forward called Yi sang Hmm, Don't remember seeing him much uh, His stats were he, he, start, he came off the bench three times Played 39 minutes Scored no goals.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't remember how much at all. And all, every time he was on the bench, it was in August. Okay. So, so they, they basically signed him, stuck him on the bench, and then dropped him to the reserves.
0: Uh, he, um, yeah, coming into John, but it was Igor
1: Yeah, he played 14 times, got four goals, so not a bad return. Bad return, but for someone that Iguaino, you, you were expecting to come in and do a lot better. As Edu's replacement, he should have been doing a hell of a lot better. Yeah, he's obviously no Edu. Um, he's he's only on loan with John Buck, right? Yeah, he's back. He's back in Qatar already. So, and I think they're having some disagreement about what his his uh, transfer fee should be if they wanted to sign him permanently.
0: Well, the problem with, with it, you can know, is that he slammed the Qatari club, the Qatari league, the Qatari training methods, and the Qatari personality, the, the, and the Qatari um, psyche in general. So, there's no chance of him staying at that club, but just no one can afford his wages or his salary or his transfer fee, unfortunately.
1: The other two big signings that Chumbuk had was Luis, who came in from the UAE. Ex player as well, I believe. Uh, He started seven times and then nine times off the bench. Uh, He got one goal.
0: Yeah, I don't remember him being a... didn't he score his debut? I think he did, but I don't remember being a particularly useful signing, to be honest. And I think, again, like losing Edu with his 18 goals, not his, what, losing Eder with his 11 goals? 11 goals, yeah. Like losing Edu's 11 goals and bringing in two players who between them scored five uh, was not a good piece of business by John Book.
1: Yeah. And then the, the other guy they brought in over the summer was Vera, from who came in from Spain, right? I again, don't remember even
0: seeing him at all. Uh,
1: he started three times, came off the bench three times, no goals. And he, he's a forward as well, so...
0: Yeah. So uh, basically... Like, I think that is what we talked about, you know, in terms of our review uh, of, of the season. Like, I mean, John Book did kind of stutter, stammer, or stagger over the line. Yeah. and um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Eddie's goals at the beginning of the season that kind of... I mean, Simi one it was Chong Tse's goals at the beginning of the season that kept him in the position that they ended in, I think.
1: Yeah. All right, where do you want to go next?
0: Let's go to your favourite team.
1: Seoul. Uh, obviously, uh, Everton's contract ended and he went off to Ulsan where he started twice, came off the bench six times and scored no goals. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone's never been the same player since he came back. And I mean, he was great at Songnam, but he's never been the same player that like, he wasn't particularly good at Seoul and, not, again, not particularly good at, at Osan. Yeah.
1: And then Ko Myung-jin went off to Qatar, right? Yeah, after being like the one-club man. Uh, he started all 12 of their league games As of last weekend uh, I think he's played, played pretty much 90 minutes in each game um, He's not scored yet But that team has won 11 out of those 12 games And they are 10 points clear in the league at the minute So, so, so he yeah, seems to be doing quite well uh, of, the team, of the players that all signed They signed obviously Adriano and Takahagi Yep Adriano's played 13 times, got eight goals. Yeah,
0: pretty much the probably you would say Adriano was
1: the signing of the season for any K-League club. And then Takahagi played 12, 12 times. Well, started 12 times and two, two appearances on, from the bench. Got two goals. So <laughs> only two. Yeah, uh, two in the league. I this c- excludes cup, cup performances. Yeah. So I mean, sort of. But
0: I mean, i took about a time to set one. But I think probably most Seoul fans—I mean, you can agree or disagree here—would probably say that I think looking for next season, he he looks like a player who could end up being, you know, like the, the, the kind of driving force of the, the Seoul midfield. I think.
1: I mean, if he's the direct replacement for Kum Young Jin, I mean, Kim Young Jin was never a big goal scorer, so uh, I think two goals is not a bad return, and it's about on par with what he's done in in past past seasons, anyway. So. Okay. Uh, uh, where next? Uh, Song Nam. I guess Songnam, Songnam brought
0: in, Don't tell me We brought in Pat Yong-ji Who scored that Wonder goal Against FC Seoul
1: We're going to do Players going out first
0: Okay Let's do players Going out first then uh, Two Brazilians Get kicked out
1: Jorginho
0: Jorginho And I can't even remember that one's name
1: Ricardo Ricardo, Ricardo
0: Yeah Jorginho so and Ricardo Both of them are pretty
1: Much a waste of space At, um, at Songnam Jorginho joined a club in the Brazilian second tier called Atletico Goianense. They're currently 14th out of 20 teams. He's actually started 22 times and he's got three goals.
0: That's probably one of the best for Songland, to be honest.
1: Uh, Ricardo joined a club called Joinville, who are currently bottom of the Brazilian first division. Uh, He's made three appearances and he's got one goal. Okay. Um, And then... Players that you signed: Pak Yongji from Busan, nine appearances, one goal.
0: Yep, that one goal being that wonder class, that world class strike against FC Seoul.
1: Yeah, and then Reina, who came from Colombia,
0: who was an ex-Songnam player, uh, who I would say even his stats may not live up to much, but he's definitely been a, a big influence in the team. Uh, I think because the, the Kim Do Hyun has shown he can't really last a full season he can't last a full game but he can't last a full season and Reyna has kind of pardon the pun but Reyna has taken up the reins of Kim do young when he's not on
1: the pitch so he played 14 games got one goal and then Chang Aki another ex-player that you saw in the back right yeah, yeah he started 14 times after he rejoined uh, played over a thousand minutes but well he didn't score any goals but he's a defender anyway so
0: yeah he usually takes over the captain's armband whenever Kim do Young goes off I think that's why he was signed, basically. He'd be the captain.
1: OK, where next?
0: Just think, if, if, if he hadn't signed, he'd have been playing in the, the challenge next year.
1: <laughs> where next?
0: Let's go to the team that got relegated first, Dejan.
1: Dejan, OK. They basically got rid of about ten players, and they all went to minor league teams or released. so nothing to follow up, they're there. They did release a Brazilian guy called Ricardinho. Who went to a team in the Brazilian second division, who are 11th out of 20, and he started nine times there with no goals, which is pretty poor for a forward. Yeah. Um, of their signings, they
0: guess Wanlussen came in. No.
1: Yeah, Wanlussen, defender who came in from Brazil on loan started 14 times got 6 goals they also signed another Brazilian striker called Hapinha who came from Flamengo he started twice 5 times off the bench played 130 minutes and got no goals so that what
0: I was it's
1: a pretty poor signing isn't it yeah uh, they also signed a couple of other guys they, they signed a Korean guy from Thailand right
0: I think it did, yeah. yeah.
1: Who started four times, got no goals. And they signed a guy called Silva, the Filipino guy who they signed from Kuwait. He started six times. So, nothing really I think So, basically,
0: like, what well they did didn't really improve them in any way whatsoever, yeah?
1: Yeah, right. Which team next? Pusan? Pusan. Pusan. Um... They got rid of a couple of minor fringe squad players. They got rid of one of their foreigners, Nielsen Jr.
0: They did indeed, I remember him, yeah. Uh,
1: I couldn't find out anything about what he's up to, so presumably he's dropped out of the game for the minute. Uh, they brought in uh, a forward from Songnam, <laughs> Kim dong Kim dong yeah, I was
0: surprised at the time that they made that move, but I don't think he's been particularly successful, I think.
1: Yeah, he played eight times but didn't score. Yeah, they brought in two, for, two Brazilians uh, Bill from uh, Botafogo he started twice and came off the bench twice didn't score
0: <coughs> but amazingly played in the playoff final
1: uh, the other guy they brought in was Elias from Luvidense who came off the bench seven times and played a total of 90 minutes and got no goals so
0: so basically yeah
1: I mean, basically, yeah. As we said at the time we couldn't really see any potential for these players if these two Brazilians are in and out in six months, and yeah. presumably, presume proves to be so.
0: I mean, talking about Brazilians, I mean that like you have Songnam with like Lucas is still there, so he must have been on a you cannot send him back contract, mm. but he never plays. He's, he's, he's on the bench. He never even comes <laughs> on or anything. Like those three Brazilians, that was the only thing that the Songnam president got wrong for the whole season was forcing those three Brazilians on Camacbon mm.
1: alright where should we go now
0: let's just go up the table I guess so the next position
1: would be Guangzhou. Guangzhou, uh, they released a Brazilian guy called Romarinho he went to a club in Serie C so the third third division in Brazil I guess and he's made two appearances for no goals. Okay. The what's quite interesting is trying to read your handwriting mm.
0: of your research upside down. Because every time I see zero goals, I think it's OG. <laughs> and I'm thinking, God, a lot of people who have scored OGs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's left. But that's zero goals, yeah. I've just realised that. Uh,
1: they released another Brazilian called Gilberto. He went to sign for a <coughs> club in Albania called, well, the. Tirana, so the capital of Albania, isn't it? So yeah,
0: good. They're a reasonable team. They played Celtic
1: in Champions League and beat so them. Why do Celtic? Uh, he's made five starts, but he hasn't scored yet. And they're, they're currently mid table in the in the Albanian league. The guys they brought in, um, they brought in Cassiano from Internacional of Brazil. He scored, yeah. He scored one goal in eight games. And they brought in Daniel. Also from Brazil, and he's made two appearances with no goals. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I'm a bit suspicious about Soccerway stats about this because it said he made two starts, but he's only actually they've only got him clocked as playing 28 minutes. So either he's played like played like 10 minutes twice and got hooked, yeah. or, or the stats are dodgy.
0: Yeah, I think Soccerway stats are quite often dodgy, to be honest. But they're all
1: we've got to go on, so. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: so uh, yeah. I guess next in the line would be Am?
1: John, Nam, uh nothing to report there. They okay. released one guy and they brought one guy in, but both minor players. Okay,
0: which I guess I mean it sums up John' Nam's season as well. Like maybe if they had been more creative in the in the transfer window, they might have finished in the top six. Yeah, but John' Nam always strike. He's been the kind of team that are really just happy to be eighth. Do you know what I mean? Like
1: yeah.
0: they're a they're a strange team. Like, strange team, strange fans. Like they don't really seem to want to it's like Jeju they don't really want to be anything other than
1: just in the classic yeah
0: okay next after that would be everyone's favourite Seasiders Incheon
1: Incheon they released three fringe players to the Challenge League Um, nothing really to report there they Um, brought in in coming in they got uh, a Japanese guy Wada from Vissel Kobe
0: yeah he scored towards the end of the season
1: He's got an eye for goal.
0: Yep, he has an eye for goal.
1: Wada has come off the bench three times, played a total of 48 minutes, but got one goal, so.
0: Yeah, he scored uh, towards the end of the season.
1: Yeah. I, I kind of feel it was an goal, important game as well. It was a good goal, wasn't it? Well, I remember. I don't yeah, think.
0: it was a good goal, but do I feel it was an important goal. It could have been, because it was in the, yeah, I can't remember.
1: But yeah, I mean, it seems a bit weird to sign a guy and then not play him except for off the bench for three
0: times. He is only 21 or 20 or something like that. He's really young, I believe. Mm. Of course, if you check Soccer, he, he'll be 45. But I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain he's like uh, a youngish guy. So I think maybe they're seeing, viewing him as maybe one for the future.
1: Yeah. I guess next up is Olson.
0: Uh, yeah. There's a lot of movers and shit, I guess they brought in Everton, and uh, I think they released a couple of players as well, I think.
1: Um, they released a couple of foreigners. So Tarta who, again, seems to have dropped out of football. I couldn't find out anything about where he's gone. And then the other guy they released was Kasa, a Montenegrin striker. I can't recall him playing that much in the first half of the season. (laughs) Yeah, no idea who that guy is. He's gone to a Croatian team called Istra 1961, and they're currently 8th out of 10th in the Croatian Premier Division. He's got no goals in 11 games.
0: Okay, So so not particularly successful either.
1: And then the guys they brought in, as, you, as we mentioned, Everton, who not done much. And then Kova, who came in from Austria, team in Austria, and he's played 15 games and got 6 goals. So he's been relatively successful, hasn't he? Don't know, he's a shit.
0: <laughs> he's, he scored that wonder goal that, that knocked am out of the FA Cup. <laughs> so yeah, I don't really want to talk about him. But yeah, brilliant player. He, he is one that you, that you want to keep. He's, he's one of the few foreigners that you want to keep in the K League. Yeah. Of course, I mean,
1: he'll go to Japan, but he is one of the few foreigners that we want going to keep in the key league And that leaves us with two teams still to go through, right? Jeju and Pohan.
0: Yep, so I guess if we're working our way up, we may as well go to Jeju, who,
1: yeah. They sold a striker to Qatar, a guy called e Young.
0: Yeah, I remember e
1: Uh He's played 12 times for his new team, got one goal but his team are 12th out of 14th in the Qatari Premier League, so not yeah, doing too well. Yeah,
0: I don't think he ever did that well in, in Korea
1: either. And then the guys they signed, they signed that guy called Shiro. Do you remember him?
0: Yeah, because we talked about how we hate him.
1: Yeah. So he came in from Uruguay. He started three times and four times off the bench. Uh, no goals, so not particularly inspiring. Uh, and that just leaves Pohang. Um, the guys they brought in uh, They brought in a Korean who was returning from the UAE So they'd loaned him out to, the, to a team in the UAE and he just came back uh, He played 17 times after coming back and scored 3 goals uh, Of the guys they released uh, Two of them were French players so didn't really bother with those the, uh, the big the big name signing their release I guess, was Moritz. Moritz.
0: Yeah, he went back to, well, basically, he, he became an alcoholic. Yep. Uh, he went to the IPA. Yep. Uh, didn't play, and then came back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and is now away again. Ah, they, they sent him away to the Indian Premier League, and he played one game, lasted an hour. Head-butted someone. Came back to Korea sat in the reserves but good news he'll be back in Korea next year with Pohang? no with Buriram he signed a contract with Buriram so we'll get to see him at, or potentially we'll get to see him at Seoul at Sangham next year when Buriram come
0: and maybe even in Buridam itself
1: Uh, yeah if all goes to plan when we come maybe we can get him to show us the sights is he on Twitter?
0: (laughs) Can you really imagine the sights that bearded maniac which mm-hmm. was in Thailand? I'm sorry, if you do this to the podcast, which I doubt very much that you do, you are a bearded maniac. <laughs> like, of all the players I've seen in the K-League, he's, he is up there with really it, the craziest I've ever seen.
1: Okay, uh, we'll just do a quick, quick run-through of a couple of signings in the challenge. Okay, main ones? Uh, Kyung Nam got a couple of foreigners in. Frank, who came... Frank was an interesting one. He he never he wasn't a pro before. He came from some kind of like um, soccer school. Uh, he made one one starting appearance and five appearances off the bench. and Got no goals. So frankly speaking, he was terrible. They also signed that guy, that Tunisian guy from Hangzhou Green Town in China. Yeah. He started 11 times and got two goals, which is. Not bad for a midfielder.
0: Which, it should be said, it is also Hong Youngbo's new team. Congratulations, right. Mr Hong, taking it back into football. Yeah. Hope to see you in a couple of years in the, in the uh, ACR.
1: Can one sign a couple of Brazilians, which would explain why we'd not heard of them when they started scoring. So, do you remember... Gil? Hernan. H- H- I guess Hernan is Gil, right? Yeah. Or is Giu Gil? And maybe Giu is Gil. And Hernan's just Hernan. And Hernan's just Hernan. Hernan came from Brazil. He started 17 games and got 8 goals. Pretty impressive. Pretty good. And then Gil started 13 games, got 9 goals. Okay. even more impressive, I guess. So, Kangwon are doing a lot wrong, but they, they seem to have a good scouting network for Brazilians. Um, Anyang, they released a guy called Moses. Was that the other American? Yes. Moses, so he, he apparently left back in July, and I couldn't find out where he's gone, so maybe he's dropped out of football again. Uh, Suwon signed CC.
0: He was probably like the highest profile signing of the, the, the whole transfer window.
1: Yeah, he played 15 times, and obviously they got promoted, and he was fairly ever-present during that run. It so.
0: has to be said, he, he only has six months left in his Suwon contract, so I guess he'll probably stay in Korea. I imagine he'll probably move to one of the bigger cha- uh, classic teams.
1: Uh, Koyang, they released a Togolese guy called Bosu, and he seems to have drifted out of football again. And they signed a Korean guy from somewhere in Tha- Thailand who played 14 times, and somehow I've got water on this, so it's blotted, I can't read. Maybe he scored, maybe he didn't. Okay.
0: So uh, it would seem, yeah, I mean, a few decent signings. Uh, you know, the, the Brazilian guys that, that uh, Gang one signing, probably the, the best signings of both leagues, probably.
1: And then uh, just just to wrap up, you've got Puchon, who brought in Luke in halfway through the year.
0: Yeah, who was a really
1: good player. He started seven games, came off the bench 15 times, and got four goals.
0: So. Yeah. But it has to be added that if, if you looked at Assis, he, he he is the guy who, who spurs Butchon on. When he comes off the bench, kind uh, can start to
1: play well. But presumably he'll have to pick up the slack because Piranha's off. Piranha's off, he's away to somewhere. Some, some Japanese third division team? Was I think it? Like J3, yeah. But yeah, so assuming Lukian's kept around, he'll have to pick up the slack. And
0: yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll do like a full transfer. Window review later on, but I guess yeah, it's worth noting since we're talking right now that there's been a whole lot of like transfer rumours, uh, like so far this, the, you know, like, in the close season. Obviously, the, the big names are you know like Kim Sung Day and yung Big Ram going to China,
1: um, the Piranha going to Japan. It's not just the Piranha though. in the cha- in the Challenger. The whole basically everything's been decimated, right? Yeah. Japa, Piranha, Jonathan. It's like three of the... Um, do you remember when we did the interview with Dan Harris? He was talking about the guy they turned out on to the Dolphins. Yes. So, since in the six months since he went out, he's played 12 games and got 10 goals. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So, it's no wonder that Dan was raving about him. He is a guy. He said he's going to be a, like a, a star in the future, yeah? Yeah. mean, Dan Tipton has been, yeah, like a, a big name, yeah? So, I guess just to sum up, a lot of these big money moves to overseas haven't really worked out. Um, a couple of players, well, both players have left Suwon and got relegated. I guess Edu's the one success story, isn't he? A lot of the dodgy Brazilians that got, that got released have just drifted out of football or gone to no-name no teams. But and obviously, some of the, the players coming in, a couple of them have shone, but most of them have been rubbish.
0: So yeah, so I guess, thinking about it, like looking at it, obviously some of them have been, as you said, apart from Edu, most of them have been unsuccessful. So I guess the question on uh, everyone's lips, or every player's lips in and, and the K-League Classic and Challenge, this close season should be, should I stay or should I go?
1: Or, in fact, they're probably not not that interested in success right as long as the money's coming in. Oh well, yeah. So <laughs> yeah! So it's all about the money. Yeah, so it's all about the money, Yeah.